We're recording this at 11.30 in the morning on November 17th, 2019, so by the time you hear this, Don Cherry will be the new Fox News correspondent. Welcome to the Battle of Alberta podcast, the hockey show that is not going to talk about Don Cherry this week. I'm Stuart Jones, and with me is Darren Platt. Hello. Darren, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing better now that we don't have to talk about Don Cherry this oh, week. Oh, wow. That's that's already too, too many mentions. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. So uh, we're doing bi-weekly episodes now. We're once every two weeks or twice a month, semi-monthly maybe. Bi, depending. Bi, bi semi-monthly? <laughs> sure. Anyways, we are maybe possibly here sooner than you expected, but here we are. So we have less to talk about maybe? More content, but less to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, and also less time to prepare, because we definitely spend the whole month preparing, usually, right? Yeah, two, two weeks is not enough for this quarter of a page of notes I have put together here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we usually start the show by doing our own sort of little scorecard. So last episode, which was a couple weeks ago, both you and I predicted how well or how poorly the Flames and Oilers would do over the past couple weeks. And now we will show you how badly some of us did and uh, maybe surprise you a little. Maybe. So, here's what we predicted. Let's start with the uh, Oilers, shall we? Mm-hmm. So, you said they were going to win four out of their seven games. Yes. I was surprisingly optimistic and said <laughs> they would win five out of their seven games. They went 4-2-1, and one. so you're correct, Aaron. Yes. Woo! Good, good job, good job. Prediction master. Uh, they also lost in overtime again yesterday, but based on scheduling, we didn't predict any mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Not that we predicted anything, anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well done. Well Thank done. you. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about that, I guess. Um, the Flames, we both said they would win three out of their six games. Yes. Uh, but as sort of a tiebreaker, because we can't both be right. That'd yeah, that'd be ridiculous. That wouldn't and happen on the show anyways. <laughs> uh, so, you said they would have one OT loss in those other three games, and mm-hmm. I said they would have zero. They went 3-2-1, and one, so oh. you were bang on again. Who's good this week? Well done, Amazing. Darren. Do we get some sort of prize? Do we have those decals? Can I have one? Well, I, I, I clapped softly for you. Does oh. that not... I, I'll take your adoration and praise as I my reward. Wouldn't go that far, but uh, they also lost yesterday, which again, not in the not in our schedule. Not in our schedule, but maybe predictable. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> well, losing three zero to the Coyotes is that that predictable? Yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Well, well done, Darren. You, Thank uh, you. You saw it all coming, so I guess I'll just let you take it from here. I've talk got, about everything because I've you're got my finger on the, the pulse here. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. What am I supposed to talk about? <laughs> Everything you saw coming. Well, yeah, I, I remember saying last uh, last episode that the Nashville game, I was hoping it would be a turning point for the Flames, and but I also predicted that it wouldn't just be like an overnight, suddenly 6-0 and in the next two weeks kind of turning point. And I was correct, but the games that I watched, they don't look that impressive. I mean, they went, what, 3-2-1? and one. And that's not so bad, but I didn't see any extra sort of pep. I didn't see them owning games that they lost. I didn't see them, you know, coming out with some amazing games or anything like that. It was just the same old inconsistent flames that I'm used to from the beginning of the season and beyond. 
I like the turning point thing didn't happen. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. The Nashville game didn't give them any extra fire, and they're just still mediocre, and that hurts me a lot because a bad team that is trying and that has a plan for the future I can watch, and a really good team obviously I can watch, but a team that's just kind of that should be good. That should be really good with the personnel they have, but just can't ever seem to get it together. I think that's among the worst sports experiences you can have, is kind of indifference towards your team. Uh, so the last two games especially were pretty disappointing, what with the uh, um, loss to Arizona, the shutout loss to Arizona being the last game. That's That's never fun to see, your team getting shut out. And to be fair... Arizona is doing pretty well this year. They're second in our in our uh, division, division or conference, division. division. Yeah, that's the one. So yeah, Arizona's okay, but come on, it's Arizona. <laughs> you don't lose three nothing to Arizona. You just don't really see a spark out of the Flames recently. However, I've still got that thread of optimism. Whoa! Yeah, and we all remember last year's Blues, right? They were dead last in the league coming into December even coming into January, I believe. So, yeah, the Flames aren't dead last, and I think that every team that is doing poorly is holding the Blues as their threat <laughs> of optimism. But um, one of the criticisms against the Flames last year coming into the playoffs is that they kind of coasted into the playoffs. They're doing so well that they didn't really have to put any effort in to get into the playoffs, and then they got blasted by the Avalanche, who had to claw their way into the playoffs. So... I'm kind of holding out hope that maybe this tough road to the playoffs is what they need to sharpen up their team, you know, that not everything's coming easy this year and maybe that this will be what helps them learn about playoff hockey because if they keep this up, they will have a challenge at the end of the year to fight off other teams to get into the playoffs. So I'm hoping this is what they need. It's not really fun to watch, but if you can stick out the season with them, maybe towards the end it'll turn into really meaningful, scrappy hockey, and then if they get into the playoffs in sort of a lower position, maybe that's when we have hope that they've learned something. And I also kind of was piling on the top line a little bit last week, saying that they're not doing so hot in the last couple episodes, actually. And I'm going to take it back just a little bit because I did look up their stats in preparation for this episode and they're putting up respectable numbers. I mean, we got spoiled last year's Flames fans in the first half and uh, the numbers in 22 games, Monaghan has 17 points, Lindholm has 17 points, Gaudreau has 18 points and Kachuk has 20 points all in 22 games. That's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's you know, it's solid production. That's not superstar numbers. I I think that we're probably looking up the highway as Flames fans and going, why don't they put up thirty <laughs> points like those guys? But uh, I don't think that any of these guys are superstars like McDavid, obviously. And those are all solid numbers from their four top four. Those are solid numbers from their top four forwards. So yeah, they could pick up their socks a little bit, but I don't think that. As fans, as Flames fans, we should be piling on these guys quite yet. They're not in what I would call a horrific slump or anything. They've got more in them, but I think the Flames as a whole have more in them. And these guys, yeah, they lead the way. But right now, they're doing okay. And there's no need to pile on them as Flames fans. 
yet. Speaking of up the highway, what are you seeing from that that unspeakable team, Stu? Up the highway, that very speakable team. I call them the Oilers. Oh, I don't know about you. They have a name. Yes. Uh, they've been, like, it seems like they're a bit all over the place. Like, so they went 4-2-2 two, and two over the last eight, right? But it's not like they're beating the easy teams and losing to the hard teams. Like, there's a little bit of that, but... So first they lose, well not first, but they've lost they lost 5-2 to the Blues who are the top of the Central Division, right? Yeah. But then they win 6-2 against the Avs who is second in the Central, and then they lose 6-3 to the Sharks who are at the bottom of the <laughs> Pacific. So like there's no sort of consistency as far as, you know, we can beat the easy teams. Um, you know, I was trying to find like what was the wild card in those three games? You know, Mike Smith was the goalie in all of them. So there's that's not the wild card. And both Mike, are goalies. Hold on. Mike Smith is always some sort of a wild card. <laughs> okay, I guess. Maybe wild card's not the word there, but he's not the X factor, I okay, guess, in okay. why that's happening. And both our goalies have fairly similar stats. Um, so, yeah, it's very interesting. You know, obviously we are still... We as if I'm doing a lot of the effort here. The Oilers are still doing well enough against... Some of the bottom teams, you know, 4 nothing over Jersey. They beat the Ducks fairly handily, things like that. But, but again, you know, being able to beat the top teams and still losing to the bottom teams doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I don't exactly know what that is. Uh, so <laughs> I will uh, keep my eyes and ears peeled for you listeners and uh, let Maybe. you know once I figure out all life's answers. Stu will analyze <laughs> what is exactly going on here. Uh, but... You know, that being said, uh, yeah, it, it's been a, you know, 500-ish sort of uh, couple weeks, but it's also been less, way less streaky than October was. October was, for good and for bad, very streaky, you know. Um, I think I said last episode that the first two weeks were just way too good, unsustainable, and then the last two weeks were actually like trash results. Yeah. You know, they, they have to lose some games. It's just human nature, I guess. <laughs> you know, they're not gods, I don't think. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, as, as long as they're able to bounce back from those losses and as long as they're not taking things too easily because they're winning too many in a row, you know, heaven forbid I complain about winning too many in a row. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I am a little bit encouraged by the less streakiness of the past couple of weeks. So, we'll see if that continues. Uh, hopefully with a little bit of a better record than 500, but again, less streaky is good in my opinion, even though a good streak is a good thing. Uh, the other thing I'm a little bit encouraged about, but there's still lots of room, I have seen a little bit more scoring from our uh, bottom six. Uh, obviously not nearly as much. That being said, when McDavid and Drysdale score a zillion points, it's hard to get any other players on the ice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do other things but i've seen a little bit more so that is encouraging but uh i do think if everything keeps up the way it's going we are still going to be buyers in the new year as opposed to sellers uh which i think will be interesting for the oilers because when was the last time that happened right all in all though still first place in the pacific mm -hmm. yeah you are tied for first in the west with st louis last year's cup winner so as Larry David would say, that's pretty, 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 Why? pretty good. 
All right, let's uh, do our sellies and scorn uh, for the this episode. I'm not even going to explain the segment because I did that last time and it felt rhetorical. So <laughs> now I've wasted more time saying I'm not going to explain the segment than if I had just spent the time explaining the segment. But anyways, you want to start? I'm lost. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Please help. <laughs> Send help. Sellies and scorns. Yes, I do have one of each of those. My selly for the last couple weeks was something slightly I'd call it heartwarming personally but um Zdeno Chara the longtime defenseman of the Boston Bruins the very large man that we all know and are very scared of he played his 1500th game in the NHL very cool that not a lot of players do that he must be very old I didn't actually look up how old he is but <laughs> he's not young 1500 games is a lot uh the selly part of it, besides the fact that he played that many games, is that his 1500th game took place in Montreal, which, to tie that into this podcast, is a lot like his, if it was a rivalry game between the Flames and Oilers, you could say a battle of Alberta. Uh, uh, and one of the players had their 1500th game in the other team's barn. You know, Montreal and Boston are huge rivals. And least- now... Everyone hates Boston. It's true. Every, everyone hates Boston. <laughs> so think about, dear listener, how much you hate Boston. And then just multiply that by 100. Yeah. And then you're somewhere close to being halfway <laughs> as to how a Montreal has fan yeah. feels. And Montreal fans, of course, are you could very much argue that they're the most passionate fans in the league by a long shot. So here is a player from the team they hate probably a player that they really dislike when he plays because he's very good and Mm -hmm. he has been very good for a long time and he's having his 1500th game in their barn and they gave him a standing ovation and that is pretty classy montreal like i i don't know i think that's something i would expect from fans is to be classy like that if if say they had booed I would be very disappointed in that because mm-hmm. that is not the right way to go about that. If they hadn't done anything, I'd probably be fine with that. Just kind of golf clapped. Con- contain their hatred, there. yeah. But a, a full standing ovation for Chera, for a, a rival on a rival team in your own building, that's awesome. And he was really touched by it and in the video. he was There were some tears on his massive, massive face. So that's very cool so good job montreal fans and i like seeing that from any team really I'm not sure if i could do that when mcdavid hits his 1500th game but we'll see if it's in calgary uh my scorn come on people i had two donations to my movember page <laughs> and one of them was my wife so let's go i mean i don't know what it is i've heard that i've heard that Stu has way more donations than me that's not fair he shouldn't have said the thing about like vote with your money for your favorite host. That's that we I should have edited that out. I guess that's on me. I could have edited that out. But uh, again, I've only got two donations. I'm expecting more from you. Uh, the link, like you just have to go to our website www.thebattleofalberta.com, and there's a thing there for you to click. The Battle of Alberta Podcast.com. Yeah, the, you want to get that. The Battle of Alberta Podcast. Get that right. <laughs> yeah go there please donate to me it's for a good cause november isn't just so we can look silly the whole month it is for prostate cancer it is for men's physical and mental health it is for a good cause so please go there and donate i guess you can donate to Stu, but it's just sad when i look at my page and there's only there's only two donations so we'll talk about that a little bit more later but that's my scorn everyone listening who hasn't donated to me i am unimpressed with you (laughs) all right well my celly this episode is uh, Jake Voracek. 
So he plays for the Flyers. Yes. So obviously it has nothing to do with this podcast. But I'm celebrating him anyways because basically what happened is a couple weeks ago, someone high-sticked him right in the face. Ouch. Ref calls a penalty. So it's going to be a penalty. Going to be a man advantage for his team. Huzzah, hurrah, et cetera, et cetera. He says, no, hang on. The guy didn't actually hit me in the face. I just, you know, whip my head back when a stick comes flying near it because, you know, human (laughs) nature. He didn't actually hit me. It's not a penalty. And actually got the ref to overturn the penalty. Yeah. I I haven't watched the clip, but that's amazing. Yeah. Like, that's... um, I was talking to you about this yesterday, and you said his coach is probably (laughs) super ticked at him. And yes, I would agree. Like, strategically speaking, this is one of the worst moves you could make in (laughs) hockey. But honestly, that's that's amazing to me. I think hockey and all sports in general need more honest, good sportsmanship things like this. That Like, that's a pretty Mm -hmm. solid move from a professional to say, look, he didn't actually earn that penalty. Yeah. Uh, in a in a sports world that's so full of diving and trying to draw those sorts of things, that's really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's the opposite of embellishment. So I hope he gets like the Selkie for that alone or something. <laughs> uh my scorn this time around is I guess for the NHL rule book, I think is who I'm blaming here. It's hard to say. Um for those of you who haven't heard Last night, as we're recording this, so Saturday night, the 16th, uh, Colorado and the Canucks were facing off, and Matt Calvert of the Avs got hit in the face with a puck, sort of right in the middle of the ice, middle of the circles, went down, his face is actually bleeding on the ice, and uh, the play continues around him, because I... I believe that's how the rule is like. Yeah, Vancouver had possession. Yeah, so until Colorado gets possession, the whistle doesn't get blown, right? So there's just so much wrong with this because A, he's severely injured. He's currently bleeding. He could get further injured because he's not exactly like, you know, obviously when someone gets hit against the boards in the corner and then maybe the play leaves the zone, he's slow to get up. Okay, maybe you can kind of let him make his own way back to the bench. But, like, he's still in harm's way. Yeah, right in the slot. One awkward slap shot could go right into him again. And, again, he's bleeding on the ice. So, something needs to change here. Like, I I don't think the refs made a bad judgment call. I, I don't think they even have that sort of authority based on how the rule is. Um, maybe we'll have to get a rule expert in here next episode yeah, I think to analyze this probably. It was probably because Vancouver had possession in the offensive zone. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. But so, again, uh, that's that's a huge scorn for me. Like, that's just not cool. Yeah. We shouldn't prioritize. Uh, now, <laughs> Vancouver also ended up scoring on this yeah, play. Yeah, that's also. So, people are even more ticked. But really, that's irrelevant to me. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, I, I'm almost speechless. I'm not because very few things would make me completely speechless. But yeah, I, I'm just kind of stunned that the NHL would allow that to continue after this. Sure, it's kind of a rare scenario, so maybe no one's really thought this through. But I would, I really hope that action gets taken after this mm-hmm. and uh, something gets changed. There's been a fair amount of outcry about it, so that, this might be a catalyst for that sort of change too. So 
Let's hope. All right, so prediction time. Woo! Time to keep the streak alive. Yeah, the streak of one. <laughs> it's just, I got two of them right. Yeah, but one in a row. <laughs> That's fair. One one episode, two predictions. I was pretty good too, you know. Yeah. I just were you perfect? perfect. <laughs> no. All right, so let's predict uh, how well or how poorly our teams are going to do over the next couple weeks. So we're going to go up to and including December first. So. Both teams have seven games in that period. Yep. So let's start with the Flames, shall we? Sure. How many wins do you think they'll get out of those seven games? Well, I haven't been particularly impressed with how the Flames are playing. But again, I do have a little bit of optimism. So I think I'm going to go with the Flames winning three out of the seven games and just kind of staying mediocre for now. 307 is optimism, eh? <laughs> yeah, right now it is. <laughs> All right, that, I think that's fair because, yeah, I was looking at that schedule. Uh, and They got some tough teams. I believe ouch was the word I used. Yes, you saw the schedule and you went, oh. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what it's St. Louis, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah it's not looking pretty. Uh, yeah, so I, th- I think they're going to win two out of the seven. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of hope in them yeah. there. Don't blame uh, you. Don't blame so, you. So, uh, sorry, Flames fans. Uh, there's... No bias there, I swear. That's it okay. It doesn't look like an easy couple weeks. That's okay. We all know who's actually going to get it right, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> going to hold you to that one later. The Oilers, I think they're they're doing okay. I think, uh, surprisingly, they have quite a different schedule than the Flames this yeah, time around. Yeah, so a little I, bit different. That helps here. Uh, I think they're actually going to win four out of the seven. Okay. I'm not, okay. You know, they're... I'm not uh, super gung-ho at the moment, uh, but th- they'll do better than 500 the next couple weeks. Yeah, looking at their schedule, there's a lot of the likes of L.A. and Arizona and stuff like that. And with Edmonton's high-scoring ways, I'm going to give them 5 out of 7. Ooh. I think, they can, I think they can punish this part of their schedule. And at the end of this seven-game streak for both teams, they both the Flames have, I think, four or five days off at the end of this beginning of december and the oilers have three or four so yeah they'll be going through this part of their schedule and then getting a bit of a break at the end of it so i don't know what that means for us but i'm sure the teams are looking forward to that yeah so uh that uh will be interesting to see i think this these predictions tell a lot about our characters uh <laughs> we did not neither of us really biased to our home teams but uh you were just slightly more optimistic in everything than I was. Yeah, pretty and much. If you know Darren or myself or both of us, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Back to our Movember effort. Uh, I'm going to take a bit more of a kind stance this time, more of a begging instead of a disappointment stance. Uh, to date, combined this month, Stu and I have raised $245. So... I was disappointed before, but thank you very much for those donations. That is pretty impressive. We are happy with that, but we're only halfway through the month, so we would like to see that number get to at least $300. If you could blow us away and you know do way more than that, I'm sure we would be very grateful, but $245 already. Thank you very much. That is awesome, and just a reminder to those who donate, we will be shouting you out on the podcast if you donated 10 or more dollars to... Either of us, or both of us, or split between us somehow, <laughs> we will find a way to send you a decal 
of the Battle of Alberta podcast, just so uh, you can have something shiny that said I donated and we can have something that advertises us. It doesn't literally say I donated, but yeah, you can explain that. You to can explain that ask. to somebody. <laughs> they can say, what's this? And you can say, I gave money to a good cause. Uh, Stu and I will be updating our Twitter with a po- progress picture of our mustaches. Don't expect anything fantastic, <laughs> both in terms of our faces and our mustache growth. It's uh, yeah, we're both uh, fairly blonde in yeah. the facial hair region, so uh, it's nothing stunning. Might but, have to uh, pull out the magnifying glass and put your readers on, just to prove that we are in fact sticking with the Movember spirit. So yep. again, thank you for your donations, and head to www.thebattleofalbertapodcast.com, and there will be links there to go to either or both of our donation pages. Thank you very much for listening to the Battle of Alberta podcast. Stu and I both really appreciate it. Uh, go to the podcast app of your choice and rate and subscribe to us. Leave comments. Anything helps us get our name out there. Uh, we will be returning in a couple of weeks. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a good November. November.